Jojo Joseph coming to you from San Diego, California. Today we're going to preview the Turkish Grand Prix coming up this weekend. It should be a really great race. We're also going to talk about uh, different news, different additions to the schedule, different things going on, and do a little bit of guessing and postulating and wondering. Uh, it's been a pretty crazy season, as we all well know, uh, so far this year. Um, you know, the championship races within two points were coming off. A pretty insane race in Russia, uh, which a race that should have been insane. And we're going to Turkey. Uh, for those of you who followed Formula One last year, you're going to remember that Turkey uh, was an insanely fun Grand Prix uh, last year. Um, probably one of the best races of the season. One of the best races in a very long time. Uh, if you have a chance, please go to YouTube and look at the extended highlights from last year's 2020 race. Um, it's pretty, pretty insane. Um, you know, with uh, Lewis Hamilton uh, clinching uh, the championship, his seventh championship, Lance had the pole uh, there last year. Um, it was a, it was a pretty intense race. You know, just you got to see some really great driving from a lot of great uh, drivers. So I highly encourage you to look at that. We're heading back there to, to Istanbul Park. Um, it should be a lot of fun. I like this track a lot, especially uh, the famous Turn Eight, that four apex turn. Uh, again, go to YouTube and you, uh, go ahead and search for Turkish Grand Prix or Istanbul Pool Park Turn 8, and you will see some pretty cool videos, uh, you know, of them hitting uh, these drivers from Fernando Alonso to uh, uh, Sebastian Vettel, who, all, all these guys hitting the uh, four apex corner. Uh, you know, it, it's a pretty cool uh, corner, one of my favorite corners and turns in uh, Formula 1. So I, I highly encourage you to take a look at that. And we are coming in to this weekend. It looks like it's going to rain. Uh, is, are we going to end up uh, like Belgium? Who knows? Are we going to end up like Russia? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, yeah, it looks like there's going to be rain, which means there's going to be a bit more chaos into a already chaotic season. So uh, I'm pretty excited uh, going into this race. The championship is within two points. Uh, you're looking at Max or Lewis Hamilton with a two-point lead over Max Verstappen. Um, you know, this is as tight as it's going to get. Formula One put out. A nice little graphic showing, you know, comparing to some of the other great title fights uh, over the years, you know, like Senna Prost and everything, that this is up there with that. Uh, it, it's definitely shaping up to be uh, a pretty interesting uh, finale to the season or back end of the season. Um, yeah, it, it should be pretty intense. Um, if you're a fan of either driver, it's probably going to be pretty stressful. Uh, if you're not a fan of either driver, well, just sit back and enjoy the ride. It should just be a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, Lewis Hamilton coming off his 100th Grand Prix victory. Uh, what a performance by him. Uh, 100 victories is a whole nother level of amazingness. Um, looking at, you know, back at his career just to see, you know, winning every single season he's been in Formula One, never been done before. Um, it, it, who knows if someone ever else is going to replicate that, especially as long as he's been driving. Pretty amazing. Um, and now you have to just wonder, there, there's been talks and rumors that maybe he was thinking too hard about the 100th victory. It was out of his grasp. I don't know about that. He, he seems to be a consummate professional, um, you know, but maybe they did factor in and maybe he was trying too hard or a little bit out of his ordinary mindset. Um, but that being said, he should be refreshed after this little break going back in to, uh, in, into this, uh, you know, home stretch of the season. Um, you know, obviously Mercedes doesn't have the, the dominant card this year, so he's going to have to, 
definitely bring his A game. Mercedes is going to have to bring their A game for for strategy. Um, you know, just because right behind him is Max Verstappen. The Max Verstappen, uh, you know, two points behind, having uh, the season of a lifetime. You know, a little bit of bad luck uh, and a little bit of um, you know things not going his way uh, when it comes to you know Great Britain and, and, and Italy. But that being said, um, you know he's still in a very good position. He had a tremendous amount of luck, as did other drivers. Uh, it wasn't just him. Uh, in those last couple races of the cha- last couple laps of the chaotic Russian Grand Prix, so uh, he ended up in second place, and he was very happy about that, considering he started dead last. So uh, you know to, to snatch points like that and, and keep the championship race tight. He's got to be smiling uh, pretty well, and he's in a really good spot. I think the Red Bull is going to do very, very good moving into uh, this weekend. So is the rain going to be a factor? Yeah, but I think you're going to have two drivers who, you know, for one way, shape, or form, um, as the pressure is building up, are also probably going to go into a little bit of a zone, uh, each of them, and concentrate on getting the best out of their cars and getting the best uh, lap times and best pole positions and everything. So it should be shaping up to be pretty good. Um, you know, uh, moving on and previewing some of the other drivers, Landon Norris, um, boy, that's got to, you know, it still has got to sting the fact that, you know, he uh, essentially uh, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Um, I think he owned it up to it pretty well, um, you know, being in the lead and overriding his, you know, his, his pit lane. And to be honest, that really, you know, that was a driver's intuition just gone wrong. Lewis Hamilton had the same uh, concerns about not pitting at the end of the Russian Grand Prix. The rain didn't look that bad where him and Lando were, uh, but ultimately, you know, Mercedes was a bit more forceful than McLaren saying, get in here. Like, you, you don't know what it's like on the other side of the track. Lewis, you know, took it in begrudgingly and Juice Benefit ended up first. Lando uh, overruled his pit crew, who quite frankly didn't quite, they weren't quite as adamant as Mercedes to get in the pit lane. And unfortunately, that cost him uh, his maiden. Grand Prix victory, which is heartbreaking if you're a Lando fan. I think most of us are. So he's looking to bounce back. I, I think that he's going to shake it off pretty well. I think the biggest thing for him is knowing that, hey, look, like I'm in a good car, number one. I am a very good driver. All these inconsistencies uh, and all these, like, in, um, you know, these things that, you know, kind of get at you and pick at your self confidence and everything, those should be eroding pretty fast you know he's he's definitely acquitted himself of any you know he's a too new or he's too young or he's you know not the a driver and it, it's clearly uh been pushed off to the side he's having a great season um that maiden victory is going to come very 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 soon um and i i think it's going to happen this season to be completely frank the fact that he's getting pole positions he's getting up there you know in the front row you know he's putting himself in a great position Another thing, too, that you have to be very, very cognizant of is Lewis Hamilton is great at tracking you down and getting past you. He's, he's struggled to do that with the McLarens this year, but it's not just because of the McLaren-Clark. Lando Norris isn't driving that good, you know, and, you know, Lewis was trying to track him down and had trouble doing that in Russia. He was like, I could catch up to him. I'm going to get past him, and it took a lucky break. You know, it took a mistake from Lando and rain at the exact t- right time, so that speaks volumes of Lando's driving, so I, I'm... Very confident he is going to bounce back from from that disaster in Russia, and he's going to be able to end up back into the points. We'll we'll see how he does. Um, you know, and it's really tough just because with that performance, he would have ended up in third place. Um, someone who ended up getting uh, you know a lot of points uh, again, a little bit of luck there was Valtteri Bottas, uh, who's now still sitting in third. You know, Valtteri is an interesting position because 
you know, he's driving for himself. He's saying that I'm going to be the concert team and I'm going to help Lewis win. But really, I think he's in the point where he's going to sit there and say, like, no, I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do. Uh, you know, people were a little bit irritated because, you know, kind of let Max go by. But really, that helped his race. He he wasn't fighting Max, you know, and, you know, Max was going to pass him no matter what. So he concentrated on himself and was able to get himself into a fifth spot. Um, you know, going into this race, you could expect the same thing. He's just going to sit there and say, hey, it's about me. It's about setting up, you know, for getting the best drive I can, get as many points as I can. You know, maybe I want to hold on to that third spot. Maybe I want to sit there and try to snatch a victory for myself. Um, you know, and so we'll see what he does. I mean, he's had quite a few podiums, uh, one second place. Um, so, you know, a few fastest laps here or there. Uh, I think he's had only one pole position. But, yeah, I think he's going to aim for a pole position. He's going to aim to do a wire-to-wire. That's not without the realms for him. Uh, you know, moving on, Sergio Perez sitting at the fifth spot. Uh, Sergio, is, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, if he's going to, you know, track well, uh, like he should be, um, I think Red Bull is probably going to put a bit of pressure on him saying, we need you to protect Max. You know, he's had some pretty drives, interesting drives, some bad luck, you know, some weird luck. I don't know. Like I said, uh, looking at moving forward, especially the last couple of races, I think there's going to be internal pressure from Red Bull to say like, Hey, we need you up at the top. We need you on the front row. We need you in the top three. We need you sitting there, you know, because we have a championship win. We have a constructors championship to win, and you're going to be a big part of that. So you're going to see a lot more pressure on, on the Red Bull driver uh, to, to kind of back up his teammate and get get Red Bull uh, to the top of the constructor championship as well. Right now he's sitting at number five, um, and behind him are, are two Ferrari drivers, Again, um, you know, Charles had a bad race in Russia. Again, bad luck. Uh, Carlos with the podium, uh, which we didn't talk about enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the first one to admit we did not talk about his podium uh, enough, uh, not just myself, but Formula One uh, in general. Um, it's going to stink for Carlos. It looks like he's going to take an engine penalty at this race, um, and who knows if he's going to be able to fight his way through the pack uh, as well as some of the other drivers. I think... With the Ferrari, there should be some issue, no issue pulling up th- through some, but you know, to, to break into the top 10, hopefully he'll be able to do that. He might get a little bit of luck. Uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, definitely a power unit issue for him. Uh, and speaking of power unit issues, there's also the looming factor or question, I should say, is Lewis Hamilton going to take an engine penalty? Uh, he has not uh, uh, switched out his unit yet. I think he's still on his second unit or first unit. Um, and, you know, the question looms large, you know, reliability versus uh, uh, reliability of the engine versus, you know, playing it safe and just getting a second engine, a.k.a. also costing yourself uh, a, a, an engine grid penalty. We don't know what's going to happen there. You know, it, Mercedes is being very coy about it. Um, you know, is it, when is he going to do it? How is he going to do it? When is he going to come into play? Uh, obviously, a lot of things factor in uh, with Max, who took his engine penalty in Russia on top of a penalty that he got in Italy, it kind of benefited him anyway, just because the way the race turned out, uh, he ended up still uh, snatching a decent amount of points. With Lewis, was he going to get that luxury? I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. So, moving on, Charles, like I said, Charles is, uh, you know, he's going to have a, a good drive. He's definitely probably going to finish, <laughs> barring anything crazy, ahead of his his teammate. Uh, but we'll, we'll look to see how he does. Um, he's going to re- look to rebound for that 15th place finish in Russia. Which he should. He's been driving consistently good all year. I think only, uh, what, four times he hasn't finished in the points. Um, you know, Monaco obviously being an issue with 
did not starting, uh, and then the retirement in Hungary, um, which he wasn't the only one. There's quite a few people got taken out there in that uh, opening lap fiasco. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's got as high as second. Um, he's definitely challenged at certain times. The last race wasn't that good, but should expect good things from him. And, you know, to, just to keep uh, shaping him to be really good. To be honest with you, I'm kind of excited to see what Ferrari does last year or next year. I mean, two very consistent drivers. Their car is consistently getting better. Uh, they're getting pace out of it. Um, they're challenging McLaren uh, like we didn't expect uh, for that third spot in the in the championship. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited. And I know all you Tifosi fans are, are definitely chomping at the bit for next season because one of these two drivers is going to be in the championship, if not both of them. Uh, another driver that's uh, kind of turned it up a bit um, is Dana Ricardo coming off his first place uh, win in, in uh, Italy uh, moving on. Uh, he, he ended up fourth in Russia, uh, just outside the podium, but you can't complain after, after that race and how everything went, um, you know, uh, to, to finish fourth, I think he's got to feel pretty good. He's still obviously not tracking as well as his teammate, but he's definitely getting a better performance than he was at the beginning of the season. Seems to be a bit more in line with everything. So expect him to keep, keep up the pace and do really, really well. A driver that's had a <laughs> terrible go at things, on the other hand, kind of a f- reversal of fortune is Pierre Gasly. The retirement in Italy, uh, uh, which, again, really wasn't his fault, uh, and then, but uh, a terrible outing for AlphaTauri in general with a 13th spot um, you know, in, in, in Russia. Uh, out of form for Pierre, um, I look for him to bounce back pretty hard. I think he's one of those uh, kids that has a very big chip on his shoulder and expect him to do uh, big things. Uh, moving on uh, to the Alpine team, Fernando and Esteban, um, you know, uh, Fernando's doing really, really well. And it, it's kind of weird because, like, you know, it, it seems like at some point there's just going to be a breakthrough and there's going to be a podium uh, for him. I, I really think it's going to happen. Will it happen this year? I think so. It's just a matter of where. It seems, you know, there's... You know, all these drivers are, are great. They're all skilled and talented. He's got this intelligence that's up there. I think Lewis Hamilton is the only other, or Max Verstappen, uh, maybe that would have this uh, intelligence that he does. Um, and Sebastian, too. I should, I should not leave Sebastian out. He's definitely a smart driver. But um, watching some of these moves that Fernandez makes and these defensive drives that he does, you know, holding off people, um, you know, helping out uh, his teammate and just kind of being... It's like a grandmaster at chess. He's thinking way ahead of things, and as he gets better pace out of the car, you're starting to see flashes of, of the quote-unquote old Alonso, although I don't think the old Alonso didn't go anywhere. I just think he didn't have a good car to drive in. So I'm expecting to see really good things out of him uh, at this uh, latter half of the season. Um, uh, really, it should, be a phenomenal, uh, it should be a phenomenal story for him, and I'm expecting him to, to get a podium for sure. Uh, his teammate as well, Esteban, I think is gonna is you know Russia being a bit of a wash. He's had the points in uh, five of the last six races, including a victory in Hungary. So uh, you know, look for Esteban to be pretty hungry as he as he uh, moves forward for the rest of the season. Can't imagine him um, not fall. I can't imagine him falling off the pace. Um, the Aston Martin team, ugh, man. These guys, you know, started off kind of terrible and then started looking like they were trending well. Um, and then they kind of are, they're very bipolar this year, to be completely frank. Um, look for look for them again, just, just to get consistent, 
you know, consistently in the points. I don't know if it's going to happen with, you know, every other team above them doing really well, uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, with Sebastian, I think he's got it. You know, he got that one podium in Azerbaijan, which was really, really good. Um, but look for him also just to kind of, uh, again, use that bit of guile and intelligence to kind of get his way up into that uh, top five, maybe podium. But I think he's going to take a little bit of luck with the Aston Martin. With Lance, he, you know, like I said, he's had some consistent drives, and then he's had a bit of a fall in form. Um, yeah, again, bipolar. Um, you know, consistent when I say that, it's like he'll go through stretches where it's like, oh, it looks like he's doing pretty good, and then other stretches where it's like, where's the pace, what's going on? So we'll see what happens with Lance. I, I, I can imagine that he's probably... Um, you know, feeling good about moving into next year. Maybe that's a little bit of pressure off. Not that there's going to be too much pressure for him anyway, but we'll see what happens. Uh, you just kind of have to just, you know, see how it rolls. Yuki Tsunoda, you know, touching on him real quick. Um, you know, again, Alpha Towers had a terrible go of things. Um, you know, retirement didn't start the race, um, you know, in Italy and then in Russia finishing 17th. Um, yeah, I, I think he's, he's, he's locked in for next year. I think for him, this is just a moment to sit there and say, okay, let me just, you know, work on my race craft. Let me just, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be winning any races. You'll be lucky to get into the points at this point. Just work on your race craft. Work on, you know, those little things here and there, just, the, you know, tire management, you know, defensive driving, you know, you know getting the most out of, your, out of your car and everything and just working on honing those skills and just shaping up for next year. Uh, that's what my recommendation for him would be. We'll see how he does because, He's a pretty aggressive kid, so you'll probably just be like, no, I'm just going to go all out and try to, you know, uh, do the best I can and see what happens in the meantime. Um, you know, I, I'm going to say something really weird right now. I, at the beginning of the season, I wouldn't have expected this. At the 15th and the 16th places, not, you know, last or second to last or third to last, is George Russell and Nicholas Latifi. Um, you're looking at a team, you know, the results aside has definitely changed their fortunes um you know coming off the break uh both drivers now granted they're you know they're not blowing people away and everything but you're looking at you know george russell getting that second place finish uh, out of the last five races four of them have been in the points um you know and then nicholas latifi two races in the points um you know a little bit of bad luck um you know a little bit of bad luck uh the last couple races especially with russia uh, but his qualifying has been really good. So it's not like he's, he's absolutely doing terrible. Um, it, it, it's, it's definitely interesting to see uh, the Williams team turn things around. It gets you really excited for next year. You wonder what's going to happen there with Nicholas and Alex Albon uh, who coming there. But with George, you know, yeah, man, like it, it's going to be pretty exciting to see uh, what he's going to do the rest of this year with Williams. You know, like I said, it, it, before it was a great driver in a terrible car doing amazing things. Now that that car's turned around, you're like, holy moly, you know. I mean, the second place Belgium, obviously, people are going to, you know, it, was, it wasn't really a race. Uh, but can he do something similar again? Can he sit there and get in first, you know, pole positions or second or, or, or fourth or something like that and be in, in the mix, you know, be able to actually keep pace with, with everyone else? I'm excited to see that the second half of the year. And for Nicholas, it's going to be interesting to see him in the actual mix as opposed to being a back marker you know, getting past the Haas cars and just, like, cruising along, is it going to be interesting to see him, like, get into the mix? And hopefully he'll be able to get, you know, qualify, you know, get into Q3 and maybe qualify, you know, somewhere in the top 10 or just challenge for the points. That's going to be interesting to see how he develops with that. 
Um, and then, you know, moving on with the, with the Alfa Romeo team, you know, Kimi Raikkonen, you know, last season, uh, Antonio Giovinazzi, uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard anything, uh, but it, it doesn't look very good for him. Um, you know, just not, not getting anything out of that car. Um, you know, as Valtteri Bottas moves there next year, they're definitely going to have to make some changes to that car because they should be a lot more competitive than that. And then Haas obviously has been a complete wash this year. Um, you know, both drivers have had their issues. Um, and we'll see if they're actually going to uh, be able to accomplish anything. We're not going to dwell too much on them. A little bit of news in the Formula One world. Like I said, we talked about uh, Carlos Sainz starting for the back of the grid in Turkey. It's going to suck for him. We'll see what happens there. Uh, like I said, with, with uh, Lewis Hamilton, we don't know what's going to end up happening um, for, for his uh, engine uh, penalty as well. Um, we'll see what happens and how that shapes up. Uh, relative to the schedule, we did have a race added on after our last podcast. So after after uh, Brazil, uh, I think taking place of what should have been in Japan, uh, there's going to be a race in Qatar. So the last three races are going to be in the Middle East, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and Abu Dhabi. Uh, this Qatar race um, is going to be the first part of a 10-year deal uh, with Formula One. Um, you know, there's a bit of controversy about this, especially with some of these tracks, um, which, you know, I'm going to talk about a little bit right now. Um, and, and, and it's kind of like the, the quandary because, you know, certain areas of the world, and no offense to anyone out there, like every country has its issues. I live in the United States, and we definitely have our way fair share of issues, which I'm not even going to uh, I'm not even going to sit there and try to justify by any stretch of imagination. But, you know, when, when you sit there and you look at Formula One going to different places around the world, um, you know, and you have to ask yourself, like, is it really hypocritical to sit there and say we race as one? We're trying to make, you know, increase our standards and, you know, trying to make, make it a world a better place. And you go to places where, you know, maybe people aren't treated as well or, you know, laborers aren't treated as well or there's a differentiation between how men and women are treated or certain groups are marginalized or even persecuted. Um, so that's a very big question to ask. Like, should, should Formula One avoid going there? Or should Formula One take its international flavor to these places and bring people there and open up, quote unquote, open up the country and show them that, you know, there's there's a part of the world coming to you and it's not as bad. So it's an interesting take for me. I look at it and say, like, is there actually going to be a change made? You know, are these countries actually going to be a better off for it? Or is it just all money-making venture? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you could say the same criticisms for the United States. I mean, we're, we're, we're no angels over here, to be completely frank. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how these races play out as far as, you know, on the world stage, you know, how things, you know, it, it's easy to throw stones at other countries. And I, I don't mean to pick on, you know, Qatar or Saudi Arabia or anything like that. It's just an interesting uh, concept for me where it's like I think when, you know, the Formula One goes to these countries, are they bringing the best with them? Is it actually going to inspire change in those countries? Um, let's be completely frank, it's, it's all about money on the bottom line, they're there to make money, but is the end result not just money, but is it going to be like somehow facilitating change that you want to see in these places? Um, is that actually going to happen, or is it just better just not to reward them with money and just stay out of there? Uh, it's an interesting, interesting you know, discussion. I, I, I could go back and forth on, on those completely, <laughs> to be honest with you, and uh, still not come up with a good answer, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, moving on, uh, other news, Red Bull is looking to debut a one-off Honda livery. It's going to be white. Um, the pictures I've seen so far, it looks kind of like those tantalizing teaser pictures 
it looks pretty good. Uh, we'll see how good it's going to look. I don't think it's nothing is ever going to look as good as that McLaren Golf livery from Monaco, which that's still beautiful. I still want to get one of those hats, but they're sold out. Um, but yeah, um, I'm still excited to see this one. Both, uh, I'm sorry, both uh, Red Bull and AlphaTauri are going to run the, uh, the these Honda liveries. So there's going to be quite a few white cars on the track. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to tell the difference between all of them uh, uh, as we uh, as we uh, watch this uh, weekend's worth of racing. Uh, and then, you know, Formula One is also yeah, talking about sprint qualifying. Either you love it, whether you hate it, it looks like they want to have at least one-third of the races next year uh, in a sprint qualifying format. Uh, that tells me one thing, and that tells me that the ratings uh, for sprint qualifying are telling them that they're going to do it no matter what. That's what that tells me, <laughs> because I don't know if it's actually meant for better racing. I don't know if it's actually improved the race day experience, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I'm not sure if people have been as big fans of it as um, as uh, they, they uh, as, you know, Formula 1 is saying. You know, I've heard mixed things. I've felt mixed, I've had myself had mixed feelings on it. Uh, but the fact that they're saying one-third of the races for next year, that tells you that they're looking at the data saying, regardless of whether people like it or hate it, people are more more likely to watch a sprint qualifying weekend than a non-sprint qualifying weekend, a regular qualifying weekend. So it looks like, you know, it's getting them the ratings that they want to, and, and they're going to they're gonna make money off of it. So we'll see uh, what happens there. Um, I don't think there's really much else to cover. I, I'm sure, again, as usual, once I end this podcast, all the all big news is going to happen. But, uh, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, thank you again to all the subscribers we have. Um, again, we're, we're getting more and more listeners uh, clear, uh, uh, heading towards some pretty big benchmarks, so I'm pretty excited about that, uh, which hopefully we'll get uh, at the next podcast, uh, so fingers crossed that that happens. Again, I'm going to put the Instagram and Twitter handle, so if you have any questions, uh, feel free to message me on both Instagram or Twitter, uh, and I will answer your questions. Um, and, you know, definitely, if you have any comments, please, or feedback, please send that. I'm definitely keen to, to learn and, and get better. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your time. I will be following up on Sunday uh, afternoon, my time. Um, so maybe late where you are or maybe the next morning by the time you see this uh, with a recap of the Turkish Grand Prix. So fingers crossed we have a great race and a great result, and we're going to see uh, a spectacular start and a spectacular finish. You all have be safe out there. Have a good one. 